our lesson tonight is going to be on overcoming disappointment. And uh, just again, with a sincere heart, I just want to thank the pastors for letting me come. And I, I don't say that casually. I really say that with all of my heart. It is such an honor to be here. And thank you, Times Square Church, for letting me come. And if you'll be... If you'll get your notes out, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and begin. So let's, let's go ahead and pray. Lord, I just love you tonight with all my heart. And I just thank you for your faithfulness in our lives, Lord. None of us would be here if not for the faithfulness of God. And just want to take a, a moment, Lord, just to join our hearts together and say, God, we love you. And we thank you that you are a good father, a faithful father, uh, an all-powerful father. We just thank you. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I want to begin our teaching today with my first point. So this is be point number one. If you're taking notes. And that is, everyone experiences disappointment. Psalm 42 verse 11 the psalmist writes, why are you cast down, O my soul? And that's really what disappointment can feel like, isn't it? You know, we all go through times and uh, experiences. And we all know what it's like to be cast down in heart because of disappointment. And let me define disappointment. So if we go to our next slide, disappointment is the feeling of sadness or despair caused by the non-fulfillment of one's hopes and expectations. So again, it's the feeling of sadness or despair caused by the non-fulfillment of one's hopes and expectations. So disappointment is when your heart is just filled with an expectation and suddenly your expectation has been shattered. That you have a hope in your heart, an expectation in your heart that you're really holding on to and uh, that hope and that expectation it just suddenly falls short it fails and a uh, deep disappointment comes into the heart a deep you know let down comes into the heart that is disappointment and there are so many types of disappointments we could talk about we didn't get that promotion that relationship didn't work out a child who has made a bad choice a hope and a dream falling to pieces. Uh, someone broke a promise. Someone mistreated me. This plan that I made for myself just fell short. Listen, there's no shortages of things we can put upon the list of disappointment. And some disappointments can leave you devastated. It's not uncommon for disappointments to leave you with feelings of defeat or rejection or despair or resentment or failure, or bitterness, or depression, or fear. You know, I have actually met people who purposely do not expect anything good to happen to them in their life because they just don't want to be disappointed again. You know, I have actually met people who have just adopted this philosophy in their life that, you know, if I don't expect anything, then I won't be disappointed. And they just have that whole mentality and that whole mindset. They just use that mindset to try to guard against the pain of disappointment. 
And uh, what makes disappointment so dangerous, and this will be going to our next slide, what makes disappointment so dangerous is that if we don't overcome it in the power of grace, disappointment can turn into despair. It can actually be, turn into this despair that can devour us. You know, I'm reminded of David's words in Psalm verse 18, verse 4. It says, the sorrows of death surrounded me on every side. And disappointment, if it's not dealt with, will choke the very life out of you and consume your life with mourning and grief. You know, if you don't deal with your disappointments in life, especially those deep disappointments in life, it can become like a cloak. It can become like a pall of grief and a pall of misery, something that we just wear around on our life. So it's something that we definitely need to deal with. So the question is, how do we overcome disappointments, especially the deep ones? Well, I believe it must begin here. And this is point number two. Where does it begin? It begins by trusting in God. That's where it begins. In times of deep disappointment, overcoming disappointment begins with trusting God. Psalm 27, verse 13, David writes, I had fainted in my despair unless I had believed to see God's goodness in the land of the living. And David is saying, my hope and victory over those things that should devastate me is trusting that God's goodness will triumph. God's goodness in my life will have the last word. See, beloved, we have a, a wonderful promise in the Bible. In Jeremiah 29, 11, the Lord says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope and an expected end. You know, that is God's plan for our life. And no matter what disappointments in life we may experience, we can always set our hope in this. Listen, God says he has a hope, he has a future, he has a plan for my life. And ultimately, God's goodness in my life is going to triumph. My trust is in God. My trust is in the faithfulness of his word. And even in my deep disappointments, you know, my disappointments will not have the last word. God's goodness in my life will have the last word. He, he's faithful and he has a hope and a future for me. Now, here's what I want us to understand. When I say by trusting God, my indication is stop asking why, but trusting in God in the midst of all of our whys. You know, the first question disappointment will always bring to your heart is why. Why? You know, why did this happen? Why did this not work out? Why did it turn out this way? Why did this person do that to me or that person do that to me? Why did this fail? Why did it all end in failure? Why, 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 why? Listen, we can easily get trapped in that why world and live our lives there. That why world, always asking why. And as we mentioned before, you know, if we lived there, disappointment would just grow in despair and it would devour us. And to overcome disappointment, we have to quit asking why and put our trust in God. You know, I, I know that when the pain is so deep, that is so easily said than done, isn't it? So easy to say that. But listen, uh, God is faithful to his word. He's faithful to his promises. And if we just go to him and ask for grace, he will give us the grace to quit always asking why and to put our trust in the Lord. Amen. That is where it begins. You see, here's what we must understand. God is never caught off guard by our disappointments. He's never caught off guard by our disappointments. Listen, 
God already knew beforehand you were going to be passed over by that promotion. God already knew beforehand that person was going to break that promise. God already knew beforehand that plan that you made for your life was going to fail. God already knew beforehand this person who was going to do this or this person who did that. You know, God already knew beforehand. And here's what I want you to capture. So we already knew beforehand these things were going to happen. So he already knew beforehand how he was going to turn it out for your good. Listen, before it ever happened, God already had a plan in place to somehow turn it out for your benefit, turn it out for my good, because that's the faithfulness of God. And because God already knew beforehand how it was going to turn out for your good, you may be weeping now, but joy is coming in the morning. Amen. Listen, sometimes those nights of weeping may well be very long nights. They may very well be long seasons, but the, the good news is joy is coming in the morning because God already has a plan in place to turn it for your good. It's already in place. So let me make this very practical now. I want to make this very practical. If you are dealing with disappointment, when you get up to go to work tomorrow, when you get in that automobile, when you board that bus, when you step into that subway, you speak to your pain and your disappointment and say, it may hurt now, but my trust is in the Lord. He loves me so much and he is so faithful to me that even this is going to turn out for my good. Even this is going to turn out for my benefit. Amen. Listen, no matter how deep the disappointment is, God's goodness is going to triumph in your life. It's going to have the last word. We don't have to live in the why questions. All we have to do is just trust the God, our Father, His faithfulness, His promises. We're asking the question, how do we overcome disappointment? Here's point number three. Often disappointment leads to destiny. Amen. Isn't that good news? You see that so much in the Bible. Often disappointment leads to destiny. In other words, so often what we consider to be disappointments are God's stepping stones to our destiny. You know, I think Joseph is a perfect example. Talk about someone who knew the pain of disappointment. You know, in his story, we see he is betrayed. He's falsely accused. He's wrongly imprisoned. He's hopelessly forgotten. You know, so many unfair things happened to this man. His life was riddled with pain and disappointment. But at the end of the story, Joseph says what you thought for evil, God meant for good. In other words, Joseph got the revelation. God used it all to prepare me and put me on the throne of Egypt and make me the most powerful man in the world for his purposes. Joseph understood that, you know, his difficulty and his disappointments, it was really God leading him into his destiny. Amen. How many of you know God loves object lessons? He loves object lessons, and I'm going to give you an object lesson, all right? Uh, yesterday, I was riding the bus into the city, and lo and behold, if it doesn't take two and a half hours to get here, we, it, we hit a detour. Oh, man, a detour. And you know what the bus had to do? Turn around and go the opposite direction. I mean, man, if it doesn't, it already takes two and a half hours to get here, and now we're going the opposite direction. But you know what? We, what was happening was we just had to take another route to get to our destination. 
And I just want to encourage you tonight. You know, sometimes uh, God may fill your heart with hopes and expectations, but suddenly you find yourself going in the totally opposite direction. That was Joseph. God gave him a dream in that dream. God gave him two dreams because Joseph just needed two dreams, I guess. God, in his dreams, he said, Joseph, I'm going to make you a man of great authority and a greater power for my purposes in the earth. And immediately the very opposite happens. He finds himself a slave, right? But Joseph, the hope we find in Joseph is simply this. When they tied him to the back of that camel and were leading him into Egypt, that was God leading him into his destiny. That was God leading him into his destiny. And I just want to encourage you, what you may consider to be a disappointment is the very thing God is going to use to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ask or think. Amen. Listen, sir. I know you really wanted that promotion. But one day you're going to look at that failed promotion and shout, thank God, God had something better. Listen, ma'am, I know you really hope that was the guy you were supposed to marry. <laughs> but one day you're going to look at that failed relationship and you're going to lift your hands and say, thank God, God has something better for me. Amen. Listen, mom and dad, I know you're disappointed because that child didn't get accepted into the school that you hoped that child would be accepted into. But one day when you see what God does with that child's life, you're going to lift your hands and say, thank God, God had something better. Amen. I'm telling you, a lot of times what we consider to be disappointments, God says, this is the very thing I'm going to use to lead you into your destiny. And no eye has seen, nothing has entered into the heart what I have prepared for my people. Amen. I want to encourage you today that if you are in the pains of disappointment, hope in God's word. He says in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Beloved, understand disappointment doesn't forfeit the fact that God has an awesome plan for your life. You know, disappointment doesn't forfeit the fact that God has an awesome plan for your life. And he was the one, not man, he was the one that says, I want to do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or all you can think when you just totally abandon your plans and just put your life in my hands and say, God, what is your plans? God says, you know what? It hasn't even into your heart or your mind the things that I want to do in your life, the things I want to do through your life, you are not a victim to your disappointments. Amen. Now, right here, I want to do something if I can. This afternoon, I was going over my notes and a thought came to me. And I thought to myself, this is so important. Why am I thinking about it now? So I want to give you one that's not on the outline, but I'll give you time to write it down if you're writing it down. How do we overcome our disappointments? Well, here's how we overcome our disappointments. We humble our heart and learn our lessons. That's how you overcome disappointment. 
I'll give you a moment to write it down. I see people writing. We humble our hearts and we learn our lessons. You see, disappointment will immediately seek to harden your heart. So we need to go into God's throne room and ask him for the grace to humble our heart. Why? Because like everything else, our disappointments have something to teach us. Like everything else, there are some major lessons that we can learn through our disappointments. Listen, there are major lessons we can learn through our disappointments, like learning to find our contentment in Christ, learning to find our fulfillment in Christ, learning to find our worth and value in Christ, learning to find our acceptance in Christ. You know, these are some big lessons we can learn through our disappointments. And here's the beautiful thing. When you humble your heart to learn your lessons, three things happen. First of all, God gives you the grace to go through it. Second of all, we find our joy in the midst of it. And third of all, the pain of disappointment passes speedily. It doesn't stay very long. How many of you say, praise God for that? Them are the three things that happen. God gives us grace to go through it. We find our joy in the midst of it. And the pain of disappointment passes speedily. It doesn't stay very long. Amen. You know, one of the big things that I learned in my times of disappointment is I just learned how to be content with the Lord. That's one of the big things I learned in through my times of disappointment, just to be content in the Lord, that in the Lord is everything that I need. Amen. In Christ is everything that I need to feel fulfilled. In Christ is everything that I need to feel I have a purpose in life. In Christ is everything that I need to feel I am accepted. That is one thing that I learned in my times of disappointment. I just learned to find my contentment in Christ. You know, if you don't learn to find your contentment in Christ, there's some things that happen. One of the things that happened is this. When you don't find your contentment in Christ, you're always driven to look for other things to try to satisfy, and the things you got go ignored. Listen, can I tell you this? You know how many wives feel ignored by their husbands? Because he's always driven to try to find something to satisfy. How many wives, how, how many of our children just feel so ignored by husbands or fathers because the father's just always driven to find the next thing, the next thing, the next thing? No, 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 no. Our contentment is in Christ. And when your contentment is in Christ, you can enjoy your relationship with the Lord and you can enjoy the things that He's already given you in life, you know? And, and that is a big lesson that I've learned in my times of disappointment. Everything that I have need of is in Christ. Amen. Well, I've only been preaching 15 minutes. I'm to my last point. <laughs> but it's not about knocking time off the clock, is it? So here's my last point, which will appear as point number four. And it's simply this. Be content, yet expect the goodness of God. Be content, but expect the goodness of God. Beloved, there's a difference between an entitled mentality and a expectant mentality. 
you know, an entitled mentality says, give me this because I deserve this. Give me this. This is rightfully mine. This is what I deserve. Give it to me. And that comes out of an ungrateful heart. That's all that comes out of, an ungrateful heart. But an expectant mentality says, I know I don't deserve anything from God. But God is a good father who loves blessing his children. And however he chooses to bless me in my lifetime, I am just so grateful. That's an expectant mentality. You know, Matthew 7, 11 says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good things to those who ask him? Amen. You know, I really want to attack that philosophy that comes out of that bitter disappointment that says don't expect anything good and you won't be disappointed. So many people live in that kind of mindset. They've adopted that kind of mindset. But can I just tell you something? That mentality is just a miserable place to live. It's a miserable way to live because that mentality comes out of bitterness and resentment. That's all it comes out of. And if you're a very bitter person and a very resentful person, you live in misery. And I just want to encourage you to open your heart and expect God to be good to you. Open your heart and expect God to bless you. Open your heart and expect God to shower your life with good things. Yes, there may be other disappointments in life, but God's goodness and blessing in our life are greater and the joy will always swallow up the pain. You know, open your heart and expect a heavenly father who loves you to shower you with the goodness and blessings that he has for your life. And can I tell you something? That is not my word. That is God's word. That's his word. He says in Psalm 81.10, he says, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. He says in Psalm 103 verse 5, he says, I will satisfy you with good things. And what God is saying is this, is that when you love me and you walk in obedience to me, I'm going to shower you with my goodness. He's saying, open your mouth wide. In other words, he's saying, open your heart wide with expectancy because I will do it, says the Lord. I just want to encourage you, expect God to be good to you. Expect God to fill your life with blessings. Expect God to shower you with good things because he's a good father. You know, again, he says, if you be an evil, in other words, if you, you saw him out the fallen angel, if you have a fallen nature, but you love your kids and you know how to bless your kids, how much more your heavenly father desires to bless you and, and, and do good things for you. And I just want you to be expectant. You can either live in misery or expectancy. I'm learning to live in expectancy. I am content. If God never does anything for me, he's already done too much. I'm content and I'm so grateful with what I have. I'm just so grateful with what I have. But yet because I know I have a good father, a loving father, who just wants to bless me. I just have an expectancy in my heart. God's going to be good to me. Amen. Now let's bring this down to where we live. I know there are people sitting here tonight harboring the pain of disappointment. So let's just bring it down to where we live. Listen, you must decide how you're going to handle your disappointment. Nobody can decide for you. You must decide how you're going to handle your disappointment. You can handle your disappointment by just living in the why world. 
living in the misery of the why world? Why did this happen? Why did this plan fall through? Why did this dream burn to ashes? Why did uh, this person mistreat me? Uh, why did this plan that I had made fall to ash? You can live in the why world. You can choose to live there. Or you can choose to say, you know what? I'm going to trust God. I'm just going to trust God. Even this, even this, God can bring something good. Because I love him and I'm called according to his purpose. So I'm not going to live in the why world, you know, asking God why. I'm just going to trust that he is a good faithful father who has a wonderful plan for my life and his plan for my life is going to prevail and he'll even use my disappointments to get me to my destiny. God, I choose to trust you. You know what I love about Joseph? When he said to his brothers, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. You know what that teaches us about Joseph? It teaches us this. He learned to look past what people had did to him. And he learned to see what God did in him. He learned to look past what people did to him. And he learned to see the incredible faithfulness of God in his life. And I can tell you, when he came out of that prison, joy overshadowed the sorrow. I mean, I love how he named his two kids, Ephraim and Manasseh. Ephraim means God has made me forget. Manasseh means to be fruitful. And here's what Joseph is saying. When I finally, when I finally came out of my trial, the goodness of God was so great, it swallowed up all the pain, made me forget about all the pain. And the only thing that's left is the fruit. That's the goodness of God. So you have to choose. No one's going to choose for you how you're going to handle your disappointment. Live in the misery of the why world or live in the hope of the God world, my father world. Amen? Amen. Stand with me this evening. Here's my altar call. And please hear my heart. I'm, I'm not making light of your disappointments and pain. <laughs> not at all. Because we've all been there. But I'm telling you, you've got a God who is so great, who's faithful and greater than disappointments and pain. And, and I know there are people here, you're, you're sitting here, because you have just walked through a major disappointment. But God is calling you tonight. This is what he's calling you tonight. Would you just trust me? Would you just trust that I'm greater? I know the disappointment seems so big and the pain runs so deep. But joy will come in the morning. Because I've already put a plan in place for your benefit. But God, the disappointment was so shattering and the pain is so deep. But that's why I'm God, because I'm bigger. I'm bigger. And I'm telling you, if you'll just shift from the why world to the I trust God world, you're going to find joy in the midst of it. You're going to find your hope in the midst of it. 
and my goodness is going to triumph in your life. So, so this is my altar call. God, I'm coming to the altar to make a shift. I want to leave the Y world and just living in the defeat of my disappointment. And I want to live in the faith world where I just want to trust. You know what? God is great. And he has an awesome plan for my life. And his plan is going to prevail in my life. You know, I, I want to shift from just living in the hopelessness of my dis disappointment to living in a faith in God that my God is faithful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Lord, I thank you for the faith that's in the heart of your people, Lord, as they came and made this altar call. I thank you for the trust in their heart that my God is a good God and he's a faithful God. And he has a good plan for my life. He knows the thoughts that he thinks toward me. Thoughts of good and not of evil. That give me a hope and a future. And God's plans for my life will prevail. God's goodness, God's thoughts, God's future for my life will prevail. I don't always understand my disappointments. I don't always have all the answers. But I know God's faithfulness is greater than the disappointments in life. And God, we just trust you, Lord. We just trust you that all things are going to work together for our good. The good things, the bad things, the hard things, the easy things, the things we understand, even the things we don't understand. God, you just have a way of making it all work together for our good and God help us to understand in our times of disappointment help us God not to harden our heart but humble our heart and hear the lessons that you have to teach us hear those transforming lessons that you want to change our life with and God help us to understand Lord that sometimes disappointments is just a stepping into our destiny God that Lord again you're using all things good things bad things easy things hard things and that God is all a stepping stone into your destiny and God weeping may endure for a night but joy is always going to triumph in the morning because you've already put a plan in place that's going to work for our benefit so, Lord, would Holy Spirit, would you just comfort hearts now? Would you just touch hearts now? God, would you just bring light in the places of despair? God, would you just bring life in the places of depression? God, would you just bring hope to overshadow the hopelessness, God, of it all? God, you are greater, Lord. God, you are greater. There's no mountain in our life that we can't shout grace to. Grace, 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 grace triumphs in our life. I thank you, God. Comfort my brothers and sisters. Let them walk out of here tomorrow on their job place, whatever they're doing, whatever they're walking into tomorrow, Lord, whatever they're facing tomorrow. God, let them walk 
in the assurance that God, you are faithful and you got a good plan, Lord. And Father, I just thank you. I pray it in Jesus' name.